just release the love of God in the building and uh, just turn to somebody, give them a hug, give them a handshake and welcome them this morning. If you could give me a little more V, I don't know where my sound is, but just a little bit so I don't have to work so hard on the vocals. Amen. We want to tell you this morning that, as you can be seated, I'll tell you, the church just loves to fellowship, don't you? Amen. We want to tell you this morning how much God loves you, how valuable you are, and uh, you are precious in His sight. The Bible declares that when two sparrows fall to the ground, Jesus is aware of it. We're a little bit hot or something. I don't know. You'll fix it. And uh, it said, even the hairs of your head are numbered. And for some of you, that's less for him to count as we get up in age a little bit. But uh, I'm just joking with you. Good morning. Uh, But he loves you so much. And I want you to know today that he knows exactly what's going on in your life. And it always amazes me. You know, I flow more in a prophetic office. And it always amazes me, like, when the anointing is moving, and many times I'll get in front of people, and then just as soon as I stand in front of you, and not all the time, but whatever God wants to reveal, it's like flash, you know, dynamics flash, download quickly about what's going on in people's lives. And I, I uh, you know, I'm very careful about those things because God's uh, very uh, private in how he guards his love around you, and he doesn't expose you, only hypocrites expose people. The love of God, love covers a multitude of sin, even where people were struggling in areas of life. I don't know anybody that's not struggling if you're in the flesh. Welcome to life. Anybody in the flesh here? <laughs> Unless you got raptured out and we're still all, no, I'd be the first one climbing out of that, out of this world. But uh, he knows exactly where you're at today. And he's not mad at you. He's not condemning you. God's not a God of condemnation. Romans 8.1 says, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And a condemnation is guilt. The devil loves to beat people up and condemn them and for their mistakes, whatever issues they make or whatever. How many of you know you're, you're in this thing till you win? It's kind of like when some of your kids played t-ball, you know, they just put the ball and you keep swinging till you win, you know? How many times you miss it? I watch kids miss it and hit below and keep swinging. But listen, you're in this life and God has equipped you and empowered you by the grace of God to get it right. And many of you today are battling things. And I think this is normal. I think that, you know, uh, the Bible says in Psalms 34 verse 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but out of them all the Lord will deliver you. And, you know, all those that live godly in Christ Jesus, the Bible says, will suffer persecutions, and persecutions and afflictions will arise for the word's sake. And, you know, once you became attached to Christ, you became born of the Spirit. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, if any man, ladies included, is in Christ, he's a new creation. And all things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And all things are of God who's reconciled us. Reconciled means to bring back in harmony. God loved you so much, he couldn't leave you in a fallen state, or humanity for that matter. And uh, he went after humanity for one reason, for fellowship and intimacy, so that he could come back on the inside of you and breathe his life as he did into the first Adam to create in you a new creation species, a, 
a, a caliber of men and women that were created in the image of God that would rise up in the image of their father and be champions. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph and manifest the sweet aroma of his presence everywhere we go. And so God, you know, he knows that this, this work of grace is a process. And all of us every day are, are being processed into the image of God, not based on the completed work of Christ, but based on our mind being renewed and us growing, putting on the new man, being renewed unto knowledge after the image of him that created him. And when you get in the word, 2 Timothy 2.15, and begin to study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightfully dividing the word of truth, you begin to look, as James says, into a mirror, and you begin to see who God tells you who you are in Christ Jesus. Let me tell you something. You are his Picasso today in Christ Jesus. You're his Michelangelo. And he breathed inside of you the very life and breath of God. And you're created in his image. And every one of you are unique. There's over, they say, five to six billion people in the world. No two fingerprints are the same. And God is not in the business of making cookie cutters. He made you an individual. 1 Corinthians 12, 27 says, Now are we the body of Christ and individual members thereof. And every one of you, listen to me closely, every single one of you, he loves. He's valued. There is a purpose, architectural design over your life that he's not done with you. Say, well, I'm up in my 70s now. Well, whoopee-doodle-ding. I heard Marilyn Hickey say their best years of her ministry were in her 70s. My grandmother was 80-some years old. You know, her name was Stella. You know, she was uh, part Italian, part Polish, part Yugoslavian, part Russian. And, and, you know, grandma was bold, you know. And she would put, tra- you know, she worked at a drugstore, and she would put tracks and bags, and she was, you know, racing towards 90. That woman was bold. I mean, she'd just get in your face. Something about grandma, that if you were close to her, she was two inches, two feet. She was in your face, you know. She had kind of like a, a Mussolini kind of spirit, you know. Hey! You know, <laughs> grandma. And, you know, if she was eating salad, it bounced off your forehead. But grandma was bold, and that's a good thing, because Proverbs 28.1 says, The wicked flee when no man can pursue them, but the uncompromised righteous are as bold as a lion. And you know, Acts 4.13 says, When they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they took notice that they had been with Jesus. And so let me tell you again, there is no unused member. Listen to me, God is not done with you. God sees your heart. God sees His divine purpose and architectural design yet to be fulfilled. You will never, 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 you must never, never quit. Are you listening to me? If I find out you're quitting, Pastor and I will come find you and chase you down and pray for you for a whole 24 hours by a tr- tie you to a tree. Not really, but you know, it sounds good. I ain't got time for that. But you understand, we don't want you to quit. You can't quit. Your best days are coming. God's not done with you, for he that began a good work in you will perfect it till the day of Christ Jesus. Thank you for your enthusiasm. (laughs) I had about one hour sleep last night. All kinds of issues. Anytime you go into, into these types of ministry meetings like this where we're coming in to, I'm coming in to do damage. You know that. Like a ball and chain, we're going to come and blow the fire out of the kingdom of darkness. Just like God knows what, what's going on in your life, 
God also knows that you need a breakthrough in some areas. 2 Samuel 5.20 said, David fought a great battle at Pezzerim. And he said, the Lord, like a river that flows, broke through and there was a breakthrough. Are you listening to me? So they called that battle, they called the Lord, the Lord of the breakthrough. This morning there's breakthroughs for every single one of you. Listen to me. It's time to come up higher. It's time to forget those things which are behind and press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Your best days. Let me say it again. Your best days are yet to come. In Romans 8, in verse 28 says, And we know, I like that, it's very, very positive, that God causes all things. Everybody say all things. all things. That's the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. To work together for good. To them that love God. And them that are called according to his purpose. Anybody called according to his purpose in here? Every one of you. And I, wanna, I just want to encourage you this morning. Your breakthrough is here. Everything, it was even the Spirit of the Lord. Everything you need is obviously inside of you. The head of the church lives inside of you. But the anointing is here today to release you from grief, to release you from substance abuse, to release you. I'm a substance abuser, you know that. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, <laughs> the evidence of things not yet seen. I'm a substance abuser of faith. The word have I hid in my heart that I wouldn't sin against him. Anybody love the word? The entrance of his word gives light, gives understanding to the simple. The anointing is here today to deliver you from depression. Are you listening to me? The anointing is here today to set you free from fear. Fear is the dark room where your negatives are developed. See, when the service starts, I'm already running. I got enough sermons in me to choke a dead horse and raise it from the dead. This is mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. I'll follow the Spirit. Amen? By the way, how many of you love your pastor and his wife? Oh, my. I, 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 uh, I don't think you realize. Maybe you do. I don't know because I haven't been around here long enough. Uh, but I feel like I will be more, I guess. But uh, you don't realize how precious your pastors are. That man that just was on the screen is one of the finest pastors and leaders in the nation. And the Bible says, you have, Paul said, you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, but not many fathers. You know why you feel safe in here? Because you have a father in the faith who loves you. And Miss Phyllis is a mother in the faith. And she loves you so much. These people love people. Are you listening to me? You're loved in this place. Let me tell you something. I travel all over. And I see so many wonderful pastors and leaders. But you're blessed. You are blessed. 
to have non-religious pastors that love you, that will tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, but will do it with love and grace and kindness and help you to grow and to move up and move on. Amen? Now, if you're stuck today, now, by the way, I, I mean, again, how many of you love your pastors? Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. You cannot honor God without honoring his leaders. And the Bible says, touch not God's anointed and do my prophets no harm. So how do you touch them? With your tongue. I don't think I'll go there too long. But let me tell you something. Always side in with leadership. Always love and courage. Don't ever get in opposition with leadership. That was good, Brother Chris. Could you say that again? Sure. Don't ever get in opposition with leadership. That is a fool's mistake. Amen. Just cooperate. Listen to mom and dad. Listen to doma. You know what the fivefold ministry gifts are? In the, in the Greek, it's doma. They're the, they're, the, they're the doma of the body of Christ. They're like senators. And they're like governors. And they're dignitaries. And so the ministry gifts are for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, that you might become everything you're called to do. You'll never develop without that office in your life. The pastoral office is one of the greatest offices in the body of Christ. And there's other things on the inside of them. Apostolic on the inside of that. Pastor Dusik. Don't say Dosik, it's Dusik, right? Did I say it wrong? Dosik, right? Well, pastor called me and says, hi, Chris, is Pastor Dosik. That's what he said. Well, in any case, how many of you love your pastors? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's out winning thousands to Jesus right now. I told him, don't worry, pastor, I got your back. Amen. I'm in his foxhole with him. I got his back. We'll take care of the people. I said, we'll love your people today and help them. Encourage them. Amen. That's my heart. Amen. But uh, this is a day where you can get a breakthrough. But in order to do that, you've got to lose your pride. And you've got to get delivered from the opinion of man and the fear of man. Well, what do they think if I went up there? Who gives a Rudy toot if they, what anybody thinks? As long as you're free. Now, 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 17 says, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's bondage. No, there's liberty, freedom, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, and the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, and the spirit and the word agree, and Jesus, the head of the church, is here today. He lives on the inside of you, but the anointing from heaven is here. And Isaiah 10, 27 says the yoke or the control factor shall be destroyed because of the anointing. You say, where's the anointing? If you didn't bring it, I brought it. Don't worry. It's in the building. It's on you. He is the head of the church. We are his body. 
And God wants you free today. He wants you liberated. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. Is this helping you this morning? I'm doing pretty good for one hour sleep, huh? Not bad, you know, but in the military, you go, you know, they, sometimes they don't even sleep. They sleep with their finger on a trigger because any minute something goes off, you pull the trigger and fight. Hello? Amen. Some people didn't make it today. They're at the first church of Sealy Mattress. <laughs> that went over well. But we love you this morning. Listen to me. God has got your number today. And he is pursuing you in this service. He is coming after you today. He wants to love you, release you, physically heal you in your body, deliver you from the effects of the forces of hell that have been attacking you. Are you listening to me? But he's here. Isaiah 40 and verse 5 says, The prophet said, And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. I can sense the anointing dropping already. It's dropping right now. You say, how do you know that? Uh, Well, the Holy Ghost and I are running buddies. It's dropping right now. 2 Chronicles chapter 5 and verse 13 and 14 said, When the singers and trumpeters became as one lifting their voice, saying, The Lord is good, Nicole, and His mercy endures forever. Then the house was filled with a cloud, even, to the, even the house of the Lord, to the point that the ministers couldn't even stand. For the glory of the Lord filled the house. Second Chronicles 7 and verse 1, when Solomon dedicated the temple, Solomon had an enlarged brain. David was a warrior. Solomon had an enlarged brain. He helped him build the temple. When Solomon made an end to prayer, notice the connection between prayer and the glory. The fire came down from heaven. I said the fire came down from heaven. I said the fire came down from heaven. I said the fire came down from heaven. Some of you are going to start getting hot. And burnt the sacrifice and the offerings. And the glory of the Lord did fill the house. You know, the Lord has been dealing with me really strong. He said, son, I know you can teach and I know you love to teach. He said, but I want you to step and flow in the power of God more. He said, I want you to step out in the prophet's office and flow because that gifting will release people and bring the manifested presence of God. So for a guy who's pretty orderly up here, cuts grain sometimes, you know, but I've learned how to disconnect from here to here and go with down here. That comes from here up to here to here out there. Are you listening to me? The glory of the Lord filled the house. Then Deuteronomy eleven twenty one says, Days of heaven upon earth, as it is in heaven. Days of heaven on earth. Are you kidding me? The power of God is invading 
entire congregations. Listen, the, the presence of God is invading cities, homes, businesses, schools. Are you listening to me? I don't know about you, but he, uh, he is starting to fall stronger in this building right now. How many of you can sense the presence of God? All six of you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, the rest of you stick around. You'll slip in. <laughs> I'm just joking. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. How many of you know, the, the Lord, he said to me, he said, son, if you'll follow my spirit for every service, you'll get greater results. You know, the problem is so many times we want to manufacture and do what we want. And God says, well, will you please let me do what I want? Amen. And that's why I feel comfortable here because I told the Lord, I said, don't send me any places that they don't welcome the move of God because I won't do well with that. And I'll probably mow their grass sideways anyways. You know what I mean by mow the grass sideways? I'll probably I'd disturb, stir up demons and devils and things. You know, I need to go where I can flow. And that's what I love about this church. They'll allow the Spirit of God to move. And thank God you're, you make room for the glory of God in your own heart. Amen? You know, they say it takes 42 muscles. 42 muscles to frown. It takes 12 muscles to smile. Give your face a break. <laughs> Some of you are working too hard. The joy of the Lord is your strength. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to heaven right now and just worship him. Father, we worship you. Now today we lift up the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of the glory of God. Things in heaven, things in the earth, and things under the earth. Father, I thank you for the things that are in heaven that are being released into this building and earth today and throughout these entire meetings. And in this church, let there be an explosion of the glossolalia experience. Father, visit this church as I've prayed for hours that your glory would fall and manifest in this building, that people would be entrenched, people would be impacted by the dimension of the spirit realm for we look not at the things that be seen but the things that are unseen for the things that are seen are temporal subject to change father today now unto you that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works within us you said with man it's impossible with god all things are possible I thank you as Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every manner and sickness and disease. So too today, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You heal today. Psalms 107 verse 20, I thank you that you sent your word and healed us and delivered us from all destruction. 
I thank you for Psalms 147, verse 3, that you heal the broken heart and you bind up wounds. I thank you for Isaiah 53 and verse 5, for you were wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace fell upon you, and with your stripes we are the healed of the Lord. Lord, we thank you for Jeremiah 17, verse 14. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, O Lord, and I shall be saved, for thou art my praise. I thank you for Jeremiah 30, verse 17. For the Lord, you said you will restore health unto us and heal us of all our wounds. I thank you for Mark 5, 24. There was a certain woman with the issue of blood suffered at the hands of many physicians. 4,380 days, she grew nothing better but worse. But when she heard about Jesus, she said in her heart, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. So she pressed through the crowd, touched the hem of his garment, and immediately virtue, dunamis in the Greek, was released out of him. Jesus was conscious of an outflow and said, who touched me? And the disciples said, Master, thou seest the multitudes thronging thee, and you say, who touched you? And Jesus said, no, somebody touched me. For he perceiveth or was aware that virtue came out of him. And the woman, fearing and trembling, fell down before, before him and worshipped him and told him all that she had done. And he said, Daughter, be of good cheer. Thy faith has made thee whole. Go and be whole of thy plague. Father, I thank you that there's the healer in the house, the miracle worker. I thank you for this, all these meetings, but today that the gifts of healings and workings of miracles are in this building, that anything can happen today for them that believe. Father, we give you all the praise and glory, and I, we will not touch your glory. We will not touch anything that belongs to you, but actually facilitate those things that you've entrusted to us as stewards. For you said in your word, moreover, it's required of a steward that a man be found faithful. Father, we are contenders in the last days for the miraculous and for the move of God. As Paul said, our speech and our preaching is not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration and power of the Holy Ghost. That our faith should not rest in the wisdom of man, but in the power of Almighty God. I thank you, Father, you said... You wrought special miracles, Acts 19, 11, through the hands of Paul, that they were brought unto him handkerchiefs and aprons. When they laid hands on him and released those handkerchiefs into people's body, if there were evil spirits, they were driven out. And I thank you, Father God, that you wish above all things that we prosper and be in good health today. I thank you for financial breakthroughs today for those that are tithers that bring tenth, the tenth of their income into the house of God. You said you... Well, a man robbed God. You said, where have you robbed me? He said, in tithes and offerings. He said, prove me wherewith that I will not open the window gates of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you cannot contain. For the tithe belongs to God and it opens the window gates and the offerings that you give beyond that are what causes increase to be released in your life miraculously. I pray for miraculous breakthrough financially today. For those that are in need, for you shall supply all of their needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. David said, I've been young and I've been old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. 
And then you said the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just, for there's a transferring in these end times of the wealth of the world into the kingdom of God for the purpose and plan of God to be expanded and released. And then, Lord, you said in your word, Haggai 2.8, the silver and gold is mine, in verse 9, and the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. Notice the connection between wealth and the glory of God, for they work together to get the job done. We thank you today for your great, great love for us. For every manifestation of the power of God is a manifestation of the love of God. Father, I lift up Pastor Dosick right now overseas. Lord, I pray a hedge of protection around him and his team, Eric. Hebrews 1.14, you said, Are not all ministering spirits sent to render service for those who've inherited salvation? Right now we pray one can put a thousand to flight. Two can put 10,000. Father, we can release 100,000 angels to be with them with so many people in agreement here today. We release angels to go to bring body parts in those meetings, to bring miracles in those meetings, to bring salvations, to bring people, to make them whole, the miracles, signs, and wonders. Father, protect pastor. When he lays down, let his sleep be sweet. Give him sweet sleep while he's there. Father, protect him from any wrong motives or any people that have any intentions of harm. Protect him and the team. Thank you for safely bringing him back home. Thank you for the will of God being performed that his best days and his wife's their ministry together, their best days will yet to be performed in this end times. We thank you. Just lift your hands and worship. The anointing is... Lift your hands and worship him. Miss Phyllis, come. The, the war is over. The assignment from hell is broken this day. For you will do that, what I've called you to do, and carry it out with boldness. For the hand of the Lord is upon you with might and power. And your tongue is the tongue of a, tongue of a ready rider. And you will open your mouth wide and I will fill it. And the gifts of the Spirit will flow. And revelation knowledge will flow. And this assault from hell is broken this day. Fire off of her. Lift your hands and worship God. Don't clap. Worship. And while you're down there, the fire of God will begin to flow through her. Father, I thank you. I thank you. Nicole, come up here. I have sent to you many times ministering spirits to talk to you about things, about the ministry and the regions to go into and move. And it's been my spirit. You say, what was that, Lord? I mean, you, you moved by your spirit and you began to move and talk to me and visit me in the nighttime and then you grabbed your attention. And, and see, the revelation gifts will function strong in you. There's a prophetic office that will flow through you in the days to come. There's miracles, signs, and wonders in your hands, and you will move boldly in the power of God. And the fear of man will be broken in every inch, and you will speak and prophesy and flow in the anointing, and the gifts of the Spirit 
will be released through you. And the money and finances will come to you like, be careful to always give me the glory and the honor for everything that I do. And the mantle that's upon you is a prophetic office, and you've known that. But you'll step up into it more as you're faithful. And the teaching gift, the teaching gift, the teaching gift that's in your mama, the teaching gift, the teaching gift, the teaching gift is also in you, like your father. And you will begin to move bolder in the anointing, and you have to obey God. And you'll have to spend times of prayer, long times of prayer. And I'll begin to breathe into you more. And I'll release more inside of you. And you will see the hand of God move mightily. For Acts 4.29, when they saw the boldness of uh, Sobaba, no, when... They were forbidden to speak in the name of Jesus, yeah. They prayed this prayer, Now behold thy threatenings, and grant unto thy servant with all boldness may we speak forth your word, stretching forth your hand to heal, that signs and wonders might be done in the name of thy holy child, Jesus. And when they prayed, the place was shooken. Fire! I don't know what's going on. Just rebuke that. How I many know that's the enemy trying to mess with things? Come on up, bro. You're next. Don't touch any of their anointing. Now, the hand of God is on you since you were young. And you're moving in a new place now. And the Lord, I hear the Lord saying, calling your name, come up higher! Come up higher! Into more of the things of God. For my hand has been with you. My hand has been on you. And I've drawn you by my spirit many times. There's a season where you kind of step back, you push back. We said, no, this can't be, this can't be. But no, it's now. It's a now season. It's a now season. And now you'll flow. The cold come back up here. You're not done. It's a plan. It's the plans. You see, the plans of God are rich. The plans of God, I, the future... The future, you have to stay the course for the future of the direction of the church. In the days to come, decades to come, you'll have to stay the course for the mantle and the handing off of the baton will come and you'll flow in the anointing with your husband. It's time to take ground. Lift your hands and thank God. Glory be to God. Lift your hands and thank God. We love you, Jesus. Come on, lift your hands and worship him. Nicole, when the healing anointing comes into the building, your hands will get hot like fire. You watch from this day forward. From this day forward, when the healing anointing comes, your hands will burn like a fire. In the name of Jesus. Come back up here. You weren't done. You weren't done. You got up too quick. You're on the operating table. He's putting things in you. Tens. Fire, Jesus. Lift your hands and worship them. How do you know we're in a Holy Ghost meeting? Now, I might teach some more. We'll just see what God has. Hallelujah.
Just lift your hands. How many of you can sense the anointing? Come on, just worship him. Now, there's a lot of work to be done. You say, why is that? Because you're here. God wants to work in you. We have to follow his spirit. Thank God. We'll just wait on him a minute. Now you watch how it gets heavier in here. I know where, where God interrupted me this morning and began to say things to me and show me things, but I, I'll have to get there. But I might have to teach just a little bit to get us there. So lift your hands. There's a lot of children in here, that uh, young people that have calls on their life. In fact, right now, if you're a young person and you have a call on your life, quickly, stand to your feet. Quickly. You know God has his hand on your life. Young people, quickly. Obey God, quick. 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 Obey God, quick. Don't clap. Don't clap. That'll grieve the spirit. I love you, brother. No worries. Quickly, come down. You have a call to ministry and you're a young person. There's more. Come, young people, quick. Young people, come, 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 quick. Quick. If we don't reach the next generation with the gospel, they'll grow up and kill us. Did you know that? Quickly bring them. God's raising up a whole generation of young people with a fire, with the anointing of God. They're going to take, don't, don't put them there because they'll fall on them. Miss Phyllis, you're not done. I, don't, I hope you don't mind me. Just coach you a little bit. Stay under that anointing because he's working on your body. He's touching you. There's more young people, quickly. Where are they, rest of them? There's more. Come. Acts 2.17 said in the latter days he'd pour out his spirit upon all flesh. He said your sons and daughters would prophesy. Young men see visions. Old men dream dreams. And upon my handmaidens and servants in that day I would pour out of my spirit. So he said the, son, the first move of God when the power of God is poured out, it would hit the sons and daughters. It would hit the sons and daughters. Why? God's a generational thinker. Every move of God hits three generations. And if there's some great grandparents laying around, they'll get hit too. Now, you young people, lift your hands and ushers, follow me. Spread out, girls. Spread out, girls. Spread out. Come on, muse. Can you guys help? Come on, give them some direction. Lift your hands. Close your eyes. Can you turn them sideways? Like these two are good. Just common sense. Turn them sideways. Turn face this way. Look, look, face this way. Face this way. Amen. We're still giving instruction. Amen? Now lift your hands to heaven. They're all precious, every one of them. There's some of them, uh, they're called the music ministry. You might be still sitting in a chair. You're called a music ministry. You want to sing. Break that fear quickly. Get out of your seat and come down here. Music ministry. You want to be in the music. I know it in my spirit when I'm saying there's more. Quickly, see? You're breaking the back of the enemy right now. Walking down that, walking down, you're breaking the back of the enemy quickly. Quickly. There's another one. Look. Come, honey. Come. Music ministry. You're, you thought, well, I, could God ever use me? Yeah, he can use you. Line them up. Don't, don't let, get her away from Nicole. I don't want Nicole touched. She's under the anointing. There's more. 
There's four more young people that need to be here. Four more. One, two, three, four. Come quickly. God has his hand on you. You know you're supposed to be used of God. Quickly, come. Quickly! There's one. Three more. Quickly, come. Quickly, come. You say, what is that? It's called the, it's the word of knowledge. Quickly. It's the, there's one. There's three more. There's another one. There's another one. Two. That's four, right? Come on, honey. Come on. How many of you know God's a good mathematician? Okay, now lift your hands to heaven. <sighs> lift your hands to heaven. How many of you love Jesus this morning? How many of you are glad we're having service? How many are glad we're having a Holy Ghost service? We're following God. Just lift your hands. Worship. Lift your hands. Some of you aren't even ready yet. Your mind's all over the place. You're still thinking about a Nintendo game or something. Come on, worship God. The power of God's on him right now. Stay behind him. The anointing's on him. Mark him. Mark him. Fire! Fire! Mark him. Jesus' name. La, 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 la. Fire. Lift your hands up, honey. Close your eyes. There it is, right there. Right there. Fire. So live it up, bond up, I need a stool for this guy. Goliath. Uh, Goliath's on the wrong side of the fence. Father, I thank you for. What do you play? Keyboards? What do you do? Music? Do you play anything? You don't? Sing? Play spoons? Tap dance? Okay, well, well, I'm glad you're up here anyway. That's good. So you want to preach? That's what you want to do is preach. That makes sense. Amen. Father, use them. Raise them up. Raise them up. Raise them up. Raise them up. Don't move any of these kids. Don't touch them. They're under the anointing. Now there's a closing of the season you're at. Now it's time to close the door. Move on. You got to let it go now. Okay. Promise. You let it go. Move on. Forgetting those things. Now it's a new season now. This is a day. Marking of change and a new season for you. Okay. All right. Good. Father. Fire! Sing? What is it? What do you do? Nothing. Nothing? No. You just love God? You want to be used of God, don't you? The anointing is on you, honey. What's your name? What is it? Leah. Leah. Oh. My father, mark her with the power. hand of God's been on you since you were a little girl. You know that? Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, you're marked. Fire. Help me, Lord, to do all this. Help me to become better for you, Lord. I want to do your will, God.
you, Jesus. I'm so tired, Lord. It's been hard. Father, bless this young girl. Fire into her right now. She's precious. Now, honey, he said, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the uttermost ends of the earth. I'll never leave you nor forsake you, that you boldly say, The Lord is your helper. You'll not fear what man can do unto you. There's no one like you. You're a good girl. You listen to me. You're a good girl. I've got good plans for you. Don't worry about what people think. Forget it. Life and death on the power of the tongue. And they that love us shall eat the fruit thereof. And Job said we're to call those things, or Paul said, Romans 4, to call those things that be not as though they were. And out of the abundance of the mouth, the heart speaks. So by faith, you frame your world. So just start speaking and framing your world in the will of God. Declaring, his hand is on me. He's going to use me. I'm anointed of God. I'm a servant of God. There it is, right there. Take the anointing. Lift your hands and thank Him. Yeah, this, you, you really love the Lord. You really want to be close to God, don't you? Oh, that's good. That's hunger. That's a good heart. And you're going to begin to see God move in your life in greater dimensions. Father, use her. Mark her. Fire. Jesus. Lift your hands over here, honey. Now I'll break any form of depression that's come against you in Jesus' name, you lying devil. You leave her alone. Loose her! In Jesus' name. And use her, God. Come over here, honey. Go over there. Go right over there. I'll come back. Everything's going to be okay. Don't worry about circumstances. The things going on around you that seem unstable and seem like chaos and crazy and you can't seem to control any of it but remember you can control your walk with him you can control your confession you can control your commitment to god and you can walk with god and that's what you do and leave the rest to me okay and cast all your care on him for he cares now father use her there it is right there fire lift your hands Say this with me, Jesus, I love you with all my heart. My heart belongs to you. You're my savior, my master, king. I love you, Jesus. Now, Father, use her to sing, to worship before your throne. Now, no fretting, no worry, right? Cast all your care on him, for he cares for you affectionately and well. Cast the whole of your care, all your worries, all your anxieties, once and for all, for all on him. Okay? Let it go. There it is right there. 
know, sometimes there's so many things you think, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this, because you're smart. I could do this, I could do this, I could do it. Guess what? You can do what he tells you. Okay? And he'll show you. Call unto me, Jeremiah 30, in verse 3, and I'll answer you, and I'll show you great and muddy things that thou knowest not of. I see you getting alone in your room, turning on worship, praying in the spirit and spending time and watch God do a work in you. I see the presence of God visiting you on your bed as you pray and spend time with him. There it is. Hey, champ. How you doing, man? Throw it up behind you. Lift your hands and thank you. You're all still with us, right? Just all connected, right? Okay, honey, lift your hands. Do you go to school? You do, don't you? Where? High school. What year? Here. Wow. That's a transitional road right there, huh? Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, okay. Lift your hands up. for social work or for your work. Let's lift our hands and thank God. You know, we're penetrating now into the kingdom of darkness. You understand that? We're moving in. Good to see you, man. You a Bengals fan? Yeah. You almost did it. Yeah. 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 All right. There it is. Right there. Take the anointing. Come over here, honey. Lift your hands. And don't touch any of them. Let them stay under the anointing. Don't touch no one. Let them stay. What do you want to do? You're not sure? You like to sing? That's what I thought. Okay, lift your hands. Now, you, you haven't been sleeping well at night. But you're going to sleep really good. Fire. Now let's lift our hands and thank God. Just lift your hands and worship Him. Jesus is in the room. The Master's here, see? He's here. Thank you, Lord. Now let's just lift our hands. Thank Him now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So several, several years ago, I'm going to teach a little bit, I feel, just for a little bit. Several years ago, I was, I, I like to train, you know, at my house. Um, I always, I don't know, you know, you, I played college football as an athlete. I've always felt discipline was the roots, root word for disciple. You don't have to rush any of them up. They can just stay there and, you know, listen. And... Uh, you know, I, I feel like, you know, if we're in the ministry, that we should represent God in a way that's, um, you know, spirit of excellence. I, th I really believe that. Daniel had an excellent spirit. Pastor Dosik and his wife, this building is a spirit of excellence. There's, there's high integrity in the, in the foundation of this work, and I appreciate that. And um, 
So I like to train and I like to work out. And the Bible says bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness profits not only in this age, but in the age to come. And so, you know, I think if you're more disciplined in the natural, I think it does carry over into your spiritual walk. I really believe that with all my heart. And so we're supposed to exercise ourselves unto godliness, right? How many of you with me? And so, um, nevertheless, one particular night I was training, and I, sometimes I train late at night. I do a lot of things unorthodox. I pray through the night. I do things different, so that's okay, you know, whatever. You know, John the Baptist, you know, was a wild locust and wore a funky suit and was out in the wilderness. I think sometimes we just, God makes us different for a reason, you know. I'm not talking about weird. I'm just talking about different. You know, we have different things and ways God moves through different people. But I like to train late at night. And I like to pray late at night. There's sometimes I'll wake up 12, you know, whatever, pray through the night. Sometimes 2 in the morning I'll pop up and I'll pray for two, three hours and then go back, lay down. And when the Spirit visits and prompts me or I feel like I have something I need to pray, I'll get on it. So, nevertheless, I was praying uh, one particular, uh, working out one particular night in, in my house. I have a, a whole stall, like one of the car stalls that you've had, you know, three-car garage. And I laid nice matting and I have it nice, you know, just like how your husband would do something really nice and I have beautiful equipment and treadmill. It's like a little health club, you know, because I think if you want to accelerate, you create an atmosphere for it. What if you came in here and, you know, this church looked like a barnyard? Would it be honorable for God to move in that area? You know, not really. He'd still move because he loves people. You just get up when you feel like it, okay? Won't bother me none. I'm used to people on the floors. Good. You're not doing carpet time, you know, in your walk. Something's wrong. Amen? So nevertheless, um, I was just finishing a workout, Miss Phyllis, and I, you know, I was kind of glad to be over with, and I was heading towards to turn everything off, you know. In the authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit, a minister flashed in front of me, and he's a well-known minister. Come here, you're not done. Where are you going? Fire. A pretty well-known minister that I'm friends with and I've known for a lot of years. He's done mass crusades all over the world. And he flashed in front of me. And um, how many of you know the supernatural type of things like the book of Acts? You know, the book of Acts is God's still acting. If you're willing to listen and yield yourself unto God and be sensitive to the Spirit. And this minister flashed in front of me, and I know him, he's done tremendous work. I mean, like massive crusades, like, you know. And if I tell you more, you'll know his name, but I don't want to mention names, but I'm just using it. And the Spirit of God said, I want you to call him right now. Okay? You know what? There's, if you study the scripture that says there's the leadings of God, then there's warnings of God. Remember the Bible said God warned Noah? to build an ark for the impending flood. So, you know, whether leadings, guidings, promptings, inward witness, I don't have the time to teach on all that. Pastors probably taught that all well to you, very good through the years. But the authoritative voice said, call him now. I said, okay. Put on my earbuds, called him. 
Okay, and I'll just, I'm going to use the name Bob, okay? All right? Because I'm not going to tell you his name. And I picked up the phone. I said, Bob, how are you doing? Man, I just had you on my heart. I mean, I didn't go into, well, the Lord's lightning bolt struck me after my workout to call. And you try to be over-spiritual. Some people do, you know? Just said, I had you on my heart. I felt like I should check on you. And he began to tell me he was in a, in a hotel room in a certain part of the nation. And he was so depressed. So depressed. And so down. It was really towards the holidays. And he went through some family battles. And he missed his kids so bad. And he was isolated in a hotel room in the West Coast. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I've always loved leaders. I have an assignment on my life to love pastors and leaders and um, you know, a call there to serve and to help pastors and leaders to do what they're called to do and get up behind them and stand with them. And there's just that's an assignment from heaven for me because the Lord said, while you're out traveling on the road, he said, I want you to love the congregation, love the people with God's love, and then love, he said, I want you to love my great shepherds and pastors and other leaders, fivefold ministry gifts. So he began to tell me, because <clears throat> you know, a lot of leaders, just listen to me, stay with me, and this will help you. Pastors go through, leaders go through things ten times worse than you do. Are you listening to me? You say, well, how could that be? Well, smite the shepherd and the sheep are scattered. And if you were the enemy, who would you go after? Central intelligence, the CIA or whatever. The, you know, the leadership, if you can take a leader out in war, then all the soldiers are lost their intelligent direction. So that's what Satan tries to do. And he comes after, for the kingdom of God, from the time of John the Baptist to now, the kingdom of God has suffered violence, but the violent take it by force. So, you know, I have always tried to be an encouragement to leaders and to people. I think in a negative world, we could use a little more encouragement, sometimes kindness goes a long way. You know, sometimes it just be a little more kind or call somebody. I go down every day I, on my phone, I'm texting people, encouraging people, lifting people up. How are you doing? Thinking about you. See, one day I was in my office. I said, Lord, how come, how come people don't text me? I was having a little pity party, you know. The Lord said, that's why you're a leader. I said, okay, I got it. You, you follow me? I mean, even a dog likes a pat on the head, you know. Any dog lovers? I would say cat, but that doesn't fit. Italians and cats don't get along. <laughs> Sorry. Any case, for you cat lovers, I love you. Praise the Lord. We'll forgive you. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. <laughs> so I said, I said to him, I said, you know, what's going on? He said, he said, Brother Chris, he said, I'm just, I've had it. I'm done. Now, people, listen to me, and you'll get a key here. People will not open up to you if you are a religious, legalistic zealot, that you pound people over the head. People, listen to me, people want to be feel safe with you. That they can share any, I mean, how many of you had something to say? You go down the Rolodex of your heart, say, who could I call right now and talk about this? And you're like, hmm, maybe I'll go talk to the dog. Because there's not many people you can talk to. And you better know who your friends are and be careful who you open your heart up to. And I don't mean anything weird, but the Bible says guard over your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. And for the most part, ministers 
need to fellowship with ministers because a lot of times congregational people can, what I call, and I know this doesn't happen around here, but the sin of familiarity. Sometimes they say, you know, it's pastor, and then all of a sudden they say, hey, Pete, you know, and that ain't going to fly with the kingdom of God, you know. I believe God, I believe God always, if you honor the offices, then you can, they will speak into your life. What you dishonor repels, what you honor opens up to you. Amen? So this minute I said, what, you know, and, and let me get back to that for a minute. If you will love people where they're at and learn how to listen more, you'll help people more. Ask the right questions. Love people. Be a safe place for people. Be loyal. That's good, Brother Chris. Thank you for saying that. Be loyal. Then don't, as soon as they tell you something, don't, don't call 15 other people and say, I just want to pray. But really it's gossip. Guard those things. Protect those things. Protect people. And, uh, you know, work at helping them make progress. Because you can set people back. I don't know why I'm saying all this, but it's all good anyway. So I said, well, what's going on? He said, well, he said, I'm just, I'm done. I said, what do you mean you're done? He said, I just don't want to live anymore. Anybody ever felt that? Come on, really? Come on. Anybody ever felt that? I mean, if you study Numbers 14, you know, Moses, if you study the children of Israel uh, through the wilderness, if you study their journey, it's like spastic because they wandered in the wilderness 40 years, 11 day on foot because they wouldn't obey God. And uh, Moses was kind of fed up with all that. He said, Lord, what, what am I, you studied on, it's in numbers. What am I, their mother? Why did you give me all these people? You know, I, I can't handle this. What am I, their mother? Why did you do, give me this assignment? What are you doing to me? He said, Lord, if it be you, take me right now. Right in the scriptures, it says, one translation says, kill me right now. I, you know, I preached a sermon one time, a suicidal preacher. Moses was suicidal. Y'all there? Moses is a great deliverer. But he was despairing. He was, he was done. He was like, he said, Lord, kill me. One translation says, take me right now. One translation says, kill me. God, kill me. You know, when, when you're asking God to kill you, it's, you're not doing too good. <laughs> And then God said, God came down in a pillar of a cloud. He said, look, Moses, I've got answers for you. Go take 120 of uh, the elders, bring them out. I'll put my, the same anointing that's on you. I'll put it on them. And he said he had an answer. It's called delegation. And then Moses said, okay, I'm going to go get a Starbucks and everything will be fine. I mean, there's always an answer for your despair. Are you listening to me? What kind of a crowd I got this morning? Y'all there? Maybe you need to stand on some Starbucks? I don't know. Holy grounds, you know? You know, Hebrews? Uh, well, well. Got a few of you laughing. A few of you woke up. Any case. So, uh, he, was, he, said, he said, Brother Chris, I'm done. I said, what do you mean? Bob, his name's not Bob, but, you know, it's kind of weird saying. I said, what do you mean? He said, I'm just done. I don't want to live anymore. And I thought, you know what? I can relate to that. There's times and moments in my life where I hated life. Paul talked about it. Paul said, he said he despaired even of life. And on top of that, all the things, beaten, whipped, persecuted, chains, 
And on top of all that, the care of the church, he despised of life to the point where he didn't even want to live. Are you listening to me? Now, could any of you today relate to some of the pressures that you have felt in your lifetime at one time or another, maybe today, or whatever time of your life where you felt such despair, such assaults, such demonic attacks, some, some, of, some of the things that we go through, it's our own choices too. We create our own problems. We can't blame God or the devil, it's us. But nevertheless, you could be at a place of hopelessness and despair. Are you all with me this morning? You're still there, right? And uh, I could look, you know, like I sat with, you know, Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown. I sat with them. And I'm not name-throwing. I'm just saying I sat with them. I'm talking about people that are leading the body of Christ. I sat at a Chris Ruth steakhouse with them. And they lost their daughter on Christmas Day. She died when she was 17, Kelly. And I sat there, and they were telling me their story. And they said, some people were saying they weren't living right or something was wrong because they lost their daughter. Some people do the stupidest stuff. And you say, what'd you do? I just, the Bible says, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. And I just, I sat at the table with them, and I just cried with them. They lost their daughter. Every, every year when they're, Christmas time, I text them about their daughter, beautiful she was, and try to encourage her. Are you listening to me? You know, I sat with Pastor Rodney, you know, one day, and he was working so hard, you know. He said he had gone to the doctor, and I don't think he'd mind me sharing this. He went to the doctor, he said, the doctor said, you have the, you have the physical body of a 90-year-old. Of a You're working so hard. So the doctor said, you need to take some time off, sabbatical. Well, I've been around him long enough to know that sabbatical is like, that doesn't compute. Are you listening to me? Remember, the world's run by tired people, right? And uh, so he took some time off and rested, and he began to do TV. So God came up with a solution to his tiredness, TV. He went on CTN began to preach to the world on TV. See the difference? See, see, there's always a solution to your issue from the Spirit of God. Are you listening to me? So there may be a solution to your issue, but if you'll seek God for wisdom, for if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives liberty to all men and upbraideth not, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for a double-minded man or woman is unstable in all their ways. Let not that man or woman expect that they'll receive anything from God being double-minded. So go to God expecting answers and talk to him, and he will give you what you need. So this, you know, I could think of, in 2014, I was going to a conference, you know, 3,000-member church conference, and I had lost some weight, so I had to get some suits trimmed up, and I went to pick them up. And I'm going that day to drive to Orlando to check in a hotel. I always go early, so I pray, you know. I don't show up, you know, three hours before. Hey, I'm here. You know? No, I go a day ahead of time, and I go there, and I fast and pray the whole day before I even go into a service. See? And I'm turning in a left lane, and a teenager with an expired license was going 70 miles an hour and hit my car. A Jaguar hit it, spun it two and a half times in the intersection. Say, so what was that all about? Oh, I thought it was a pretty much of a hit job to take me out. Has anybody, do you realize that the enemy is 
coming after the anointing and coming after your life to try to take you out. But I got news for you. He's given his angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. And no weapon formed against you can prosper. For your righteousness is of him. And every tongue that rises against you shall be condemned. For this is the heritage of the servant of the Lord. And greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. And his assignments fail. So what would you do? We spun two and a half times. I was declaring the name of Jesus as we were spinning. Unclipped the thing. Seatbelt jumped out of the car. Dove on the side of the road and just said, well, praise the Lord. I felt like I was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in a movie. That's what it felt like. It's safe. Are you listening to me? 2018, very rough year. The assaults that come. Lost two parents in the same year, mom and dad. That's harsh. On top of it, one of my board members who flew his own plane was flying from uh, Dallas to Kansas and his flight went down in Oklahoma and he crashed his plane Cessna and I lost him. Like a brother to me. Supported the ministry, loved me, loved the ministry. Jeremiah 2911 was his, was his organization. We met, you know how we met? I was preaching in a, a large work in uh, Austin, Texas and I preached on Jeremiah 29:11 and got connected to us because that's the name of his organ. We came and he said, I got to talk to you and afterwards we became friends. Hallelujah. See, divine connections, supernatural. He crashed his plane. We lost him. Broken. That hurts. He's in heaven. My parents, I was there for my dad's last breath. I was executor to his will. I honored that man till his last breath. Amen. Sow the good seeds. Amen. Always honor your pastors. Always honor those in authority. One day you're going to be there and someone's going to come maybe help you as you enter into eternity. You want to be alone or you want people around you? Thank you for your enthusiasm. Another board member had several words from the prophetic office for him to get his weight under control. And uh, he, he let it get by him. Dropped dead of a heart attack. Put on a lot of weight. I had words from him. I still remember the scripture, the pro prophetic office, things, words for him. You need to get your, you need to get your health right. You need to start exercising. You need to take care. You know, you need to repent sometimes for not taking care of your body. You know, some of the back problems in churches all over the nation is because people are 50, 60, 70 pounds overweight. Now, don't get under condemnation. Whatever works your frame, it's fine. I'm not here to do that. I'm just saying some of the issues that we have are self-induced. Lost him. Lost two parents. Lost two board members. Are you listening to me? That's a rough year. And I could go into other things. I could tell you story after story. Now, this gentleman out in the West Coast, he said, I'm done. He said, I am absolutely done. I don't want to live anymore. Are you there? This is a guy shaking continents. I'm not being negative. I'm just being honest. That's why you need to pray for those in authority. 
that, they lead, that we'll lead a quiet and peaceable life with all godliness. You know why? Because they need prayer to stay in their lane and keep being faithful and finish their course. And then you need them to be in, in the helm to finish their course. And they need protection because they're under a great assault. So well, what would you do? Okay, I'll tell you what I did. I talked to them for about three hours. Three hours we talked. Just about, right around that point. Encouraged them and talked them out. I talked them out of dying and talked them into living. Are you there? I have some peers that decided to die. I'm decided to live. With long life, he will satisfy you and show you his salvation. Jerusalem translation says, life that's long and full. For the days of our life are three score and ten. Three score is 70, 10 is 80. And if by reason of use, he'll give you, if you're being effective, he'll give you more, more years. Amen. Is this helping you this morning? Are you there? So in any case, so then what'd you do? I bought him a plane ticket because he was without money. And I flew him. I called some pastor friends that have three churches and they have a big ministry like uh, they bring leaders from all over the nation come and they do a conference for leadership they bring them in and I said could you put him up they know him I explained very tactful I didn't go in and tell him everything I just tacked, tacked, was going through a hard time if, could, if I flew him there would you be able to put him up in your ministry like uh, I don't know like a house that they had for ministers he said, absolutely. They said, absolutely. So we flew him there. I gave him some money, flew him there, and he stayed there six months, and he got everything straightened up, and he got strong again. Are you there? You are your brother's keeper. If someone hurts, we all hurt. If someone's struggling, we all struggle. Are you listening to me? Now, what time is it? Am I doing okay? Am I okay? What are we? I don't know. How, how much longer? Okay. Okay. I just want to respect time. You're with me, right? The anointing will hold you. I already know that. If there ain't no anointing, you guys will be squirming in your seats and feel like jumping off a cliff. There's no anointing. But it's here. So in any case, I began to think about, you know, 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Paul said, I pray your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless to the coming of the Lord. And we know that Paul spoke to the Thessalonian church that we're a triune being. You're a spirit being. 1 Peter 3.4 called that the hidden man of the heart, the eternal being, which is the spirit of man. If the outward man were to perish, the inward man, you know, would go. We have a holy tabernacle, not with a house made without hands and the eternal in the heavens and Paul said, although the outward man perishes, the inward man is renewed day by day. So there's an outward man, which is the physical body. There's an inward man, 2 Corinthians 4, 16. So there's an inward man and outward. And then he said, I pray your whole spirit. Notice the order. You're a spirit being first. You have a soul and you have a physical body. And uh, so now the triune being, that's the makeup of, of man, the spirit, soul, and body. Now let me, let me say something to you. I have never seen in my life, the assaults that have come against the soul of man, as I have seen in these end times. Are you listening to me? Well, the Bible tells us to do something with our soul. Psalms 23 and verse 3 says, the Lord restores our soul. 
and leads, leads us in pathways of righteousness for his namesake. Romans 12, 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, verse 1, to present your bodies a living sacrifice. There's your body. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the mind is the gridiron. I played college ball. The mind is the battlefield. The mind is under assault, and the body, and your spirit, man. If, you're, if your body and... If your body and your soul are weak, your spirit man's weak. If your spirit man's strong and you're in the word, your spirit and your mind will control the body and keep you online. Are you listening to me? And so I've never seen such assaults in the soul, in the intellect of man, as I have seen as of late. Talk to a lot of pastors and a lot of people. People are battling with despair. People are battling with hopelessness. People are battling with leanness of soul. Attacks, assaults against the mind. Are you there? In this nation, they say that uh, 90%, mental health experts say, 90% of the things you worry about never even happen. Are you listening to me? There's like, make sure I get this right, 52 million, 52.9 million Americans suffer with mental health issues. Every day in this nation, 132 people commit suicide. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. I always say, you know, where there's, Disappointment. Everybody say disappointment. The D stands for the devil. You put an H for the Holy Spirit as his appointment. And the devil specializes, is in delay. You're believing God for something, delay. You're standing in faith for finances, delay. You want to get married, delay. You're believing for money, delay. This issue pops up, that issue pops up. And disappointment and hope deferred makes the heart sick. Are you listening to me? 1.4 million Americans attempt suicide in this nation. Listen to me. Out of the 1.4 that attempt it, 90% of them have mental health issues. Do you know what the budget for mental health in our nation is? $322 billion to take care of people that are suppressed, oppressed, depressed, mentally assaulted by the kingdom of darkness or circumstances. In the world, 1.5 million people commit suicide every single year. Suicide. That you want to give, you want to die, you don't want to live anymore. Are you listening to me? Now listen to me. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says this. You're going to have to learn this, and we're all learning this. Peter says this. Casting all your cares on him. For he cares. 
The New International Version says, casting all your anxieties on him, for he cares for you. The Amplified Bible says, casting the whole of your care, all your worries, all your anxieties, once and for all upon him, for he cares for you affectionately and watchfully. Now, if you, most people don't, they just quote that scripture out of context. But if you look at verse, verse 8, it says, be sober. That's in context with casting your care. Casting care what? Problems, issues, stress, issues, whatever you want to label. Verse 8 says, be sober. Be vigilant, means watchful. For your adversary, the devil, roameth about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now, Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Take into you the full armor of God, wherewith we quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. For our wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this work, world, spiritual wickedness in high places. So our battle is not with the natural. Listen to me, it's in the supernatural with demon spirits and unclean spirits and demons of suicide and depression and an oppression. And let me tell you something, you have to notice the connection between casting your care and him saying be sober and be vigilant because the enemy wants to use care to eat you alive. What's the antidote? Casting your care on him. Why? He cares. He cares. Well, I don't have enough finances. Tithe, so he cares. Uh, my kids are not serving God. My, my daughter's not serving God. Wait, you pray, you do the natural, cast the care, you pray, he cares. I'm having problems finding work. Go do the natural, pray, believe God. This is the confidence we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we know that he hears us, we know we have the petitions for that which we desire. And you pray and you put it in the hands of God. And the Bible says in Hebrews 4, 15, we have not a high priest, Jesus Christ the righteous, not easily touched with the feelings of our infirmities, tempted like us in every way, yet without sin. Verse 16, therefore let us come boldly to the throne room of grace that we might receive mercy and grace and help in our time of need. That God would hear your prayers, answer your prayers, and bring to pass the things that you know that only he can do. And without him, it's with man it is impossible, with God all things are possible. And you know that when you go to him, you can then say, I've cast this care over on him. Care is defined as mental anguish, mental despair, stress. America is stressed out. COVID, war in Ukraine. A president that likes ice cream. <laughs> Sorry. Blow the trumpet in Zion, Zion. 2024, I hope they bring him back. Come on, man. Well, we'll take oil out of our reserve that Trump filled up. Uh, and we'll reduce prices. Well, how about just opening up the Alaskan pipelines and we will bring oil to this nation and be energy independent and all of Europe will fall at our feet and bring in billions. Oh, that's too simple. Because we want to save trees. 
I think these people are hallucinogenic. They're smoking pot. They're drugs. They hate this nation. I lost a few of you there. My name is Chris D'Amico, and I approve this message. <laughs> you know, I've actually thought about running for politics when I see this stupid stuff. You know, common sense is not common anymore. Duh. Our inflation is because of Russia. No, no, it was 50%. It's going up on 60 before he even invaded Ukraine. Come on, man. Really? Don't insult our intelligence. We're too smart. In any case, I'll get off the politics rap. Where was I going with all that anyways? I don't know. See how y'all got me sidetracked? And mental anguish. Yeah, that's where I was talking. Mental anguish. Because every time you put on news is mental anguish. You've got to hit the off button and have peace. And just pray. Y'all with me? Mental anguish. Oh, in the world, you'll have tribulation. John 16, 33, but be of good cheer. One translation says, cheer up, I've overcome the world. John 14, 27, he said, my peace I leave you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you that fragile peace that the world offers. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Isaiah 41, 10, fear thou not, for he is with you. Neither be dismayed or discouraged, for he is your God. He will strengthen you. He will help you. He will uphold you through the right hand of his righteousness. And those that strive with you, those that dig a ditch for your feet, they'll fall into it. Those that lay a net for your feet, they'll get tripped up in it. Those that, he said, I'll bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. And the Bible says in Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you. Just stay Come, be still, and know that He is God. He hasn't fallen off the throne. Everything's going to be all right, even though your head wants to go, Oh, my Lord. Are you listening to me? So there's a lot we could say here. I'll just shorten it, you know, here a bit, and we'll wrap it up. But uh, you'd like, I guess you'd like that, huh? <laughs> I said, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up. She's like, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Well, nice to know you all. <laughs> Nicole, come up and take the offering. I'm just kidding. We're almost done, but, but there's a few things we'll have to do. But let me just bring you, you do you remember in, in Mark 4, the parable of the sower and the seed? And we'll close with this, I promise. Remember, there were four grounds, right? Remember when one was the wayside, right? Service isn't over yet. It's not over yet. Lock, lock the door. Do not let them out. All right, keyboard players, I'm just joking. The, the, four, the four soils, right? The wayside, they hear the word, receive it with meekness, and the birds of the air come down and take it. That's religion. There's already a system of beliefs. They already believe something else. They don't receive the word. The devil comes and steals it and takes it away. Then there's, then there's the other one, which was the stony ground, right? They hear the word, receive it with meekness, but have no root in themselves, and then the pressures and the persecutions and the problems come because they're not rooted in it. 
and they fall away, right? Then there was the thorny ground. Those that hear the word receive it with meekness. And then the Bible says, then the cares, the cares, the cares, the cares, the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches enter in and what? Choke the word. The Message Bible says they murder the word. Choke it right out. Murder it out of your life. The devil's a thief. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He's afraid of that word getting on the inside of you. And then he says, these are those of the good ground which hear the word and receive it and bear some fruit, some 30, some 60, and 100 fold. Now, go back to the thorny ground, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the lusts of other things. Enter in and choke the word. Literally will choke Jesus out of your life. Care. Because you'll be so consumed with your issue that you forgot about God. Instead of that, instead of forgetting about it, let it choke, put him in that intersection. I'm not saying you don't. Please don't misunderstand me. Put him in the intersection, everything. Put him in that intersection. Pray right away, pray right away. Go right to God. Now, do you remember the thorns when Jesus was on the cross? Where did they put those thorns? Jesus bore your mental anguish on the cross. He was despised and rejected of men. A man acquainted with much sorrow. But the Lord was pleased to crush him. Knowing that putting upon him all the sins of humanity, he would deliver them and set them free. Listen to me. Everything. Thing that you could be mentally tormented about, Jesus became it on the cross so that you could live carefree. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. William Shakespeare said, Care is the enemy of life. Mark Twain said, I've lived through many difficult troubles in my life, but many of them never happened. You get it, right? He rehearsed it. Are you listening to me? God wants us to cast our care over on him. Got money problems? Go to God and pray. Hey, listen to me. Need work, go to God and pray. Whatever it is, Isaiah 26, 3 says, I will keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me because they trust me. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust the Lord with all your heart. Listen, and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will make straight your path. Isaiah 55, 8. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways and thoughts. Proverbs teaches us. My son, attend to my words. Proverbs 4. Incline thine ears unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. For my words are life to those that find them. And health to all their flesh.
Lift your hands to heaven. I, I, I've done my best to get a few thoughts out this morning, and thank you for being so patient. I, I didn't sleep much last night, but I hope that we just set a few things to trigger some thoughts, to cast your care on him. Right now, whatever your issues are, just, just let it go right now. Be anxious for nothing, Philippians 4, 6 says. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the God of peace shall guard your heart and mind by Christ Jesus. In verse 8, finally, brethren, what sort of things are true, just, pure, lovely, of a good report, whose report shall you believe? We'll believe the report of the Lord. Of a good report, think on these that which is good. Now lift your hands and thank him right now and praise God. Father, we worship. See, the anointing is starting to drop in again. Watch. Now watch. If you're here this morning and you're dealing with depression, stand to your feet quickly. Quickly, all over the building. Depression. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, honey. Quickly. Quickly. I mean, there's some people that are so riddled by it. Thank you, sweetheart. He loves you. Quickly. Lift your hands and worship God. Don't look at the people. Quickly, stand to your feet. Depression, suicidal thoughts. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you in the back. Thank you. Suicidal thoughts. Listen to me. You do not need to leave here today with that yoke on you. Quickly, suicidal thoughts. Despair, hating of life. Just like a major moving ministry, shaking nations was struggling. Does that mean that he's a bad man? No, it means he was under attack. And so you're under attack. Quickly, depression, suicidal thoughts. You don't even care about life. You're like, Lord, if I don't get help today, I'm in trouble. Quickly, stand to your feet. Depression. Here's another thing. Not sleeping at night. Quickly, not sleeping at night. Thank you. There's more. Quickly, not sleeping at night. Quickly, stand to your feet. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Quickly, standing. Quickly. Thank you, honey. Thank you there. Thank you. Quickly. Quickly, stand to your feet. Mental anguish, I mean you have been in a place where you feel tormented. Fear has gripped you mentally. Quickly, stand to your feet. Come on, do not miss this intersection, please. I plead with you, do not miss it. Quickly, God changed my whole direction this morning to, for this one thing for people. Quickly, stand to your feet. Mental anguish, depression, suicidal thoughts, any kind of assault in the mind and the soul. Quickly, stand to your feet. There's more, quickly. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, sir. Respect you so much. We love you. God loves you. He wants you free. He doesn't want you in that place. We love you, honey, in the back. God, Thank you guys in the back. I see you. God loves you guys, man. He loves you so much. He wants you free. You don't have to leave here the same. Quickly. Lift your hands quickly. If you're here today, here's another thing. I'm backslidden. I'm away from God. It is time for you to come back to him. There is nothing the world has for you. It will go from worse to worse. Quickly repent. If you need to come back to God, stand to your feet. Say, I want Jesus today. I want to come back to my father. Kill the fatted calf for my son who was once alive, has, has died, and now he's coming alive. The father saw him from afar. Quickly, stand to your feet. You want to come back to the Lord. Quickly. You want to come back to him. This is the day the Lord's made. Come on, jump in and come back to him. Repent. Quickly. Issues of us, um, well, we'll wait on that. Quickly, those that are standing, come down. If you're struggling with any kind of addictions, quickly. Addictions, come down. 
Quickly, addiction, come quickly, come on, quick, come quickly. Thank you. If you're struggling with depression connected to finances, quickly, you're so despairing over financial problems and issues, quickly, come, quickly, we're so proud of them. God is so proud of you, quickly come, quickly, quickly come, just spread them out, quickly. This message is for you today. He loves you so much, quickly come. That oppression, that yoke of depression, suicide or depression or sleepless nights or whatever it is is going to be broken off you today. We're going to break that off of you. And please don't leave just yet because, you know, you might leave and God may call something out for you and you say, well, I missed my miracle. I'm just trying to encourage you. Lift your hands. People will go to football games for three hours and they come to church and they got to leave after 40 minutes. Come on, God wants us to get, build in a little longer duration in us. Quickly, guys, come. And he, you're doing good and we love you, so we're not mad at anybody. Come here, King. Come here, brother. Now, I'll break that oppression off of you now. Loose him! Be free! Say, Jesus, I'll serve you. Give you all my life. There it is right there. Take that on, honey. There you go. Come here, sweetheart. Loves you, honey. Be free! Depression. I break that off of her now. You loose her and leave her alone now. Be free! In the name of Jesus. Be free! Here, sir. Step forward. He loves you, sir. And Father, I thank you. Give him a new heart. Let his heart be brand new. There. Be free. Take the anointing. Just take it. There's an anointing. There are people there. No fear. No, you're not going to die, young. Mm -mm, that's a lie from the enemy. There it is, right there. Fire into her in Jesus' name. Not sleeping at night. Now, in the name of Jesus, be free. Sleep. The anointing. There's people there. Come over here, sir. Come down here. Quickly. I know you've been praying for someone to come back. Here it is. Take the anointing. Take it. Fire! So, Be free. Fire. Keep moving through change. Keep moving forward. Don't grow weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you don't faint. Keep pushing through right now. You can't stop. You've got to walk. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you've got to keep walking through. God's with you in the fiery furnace. Now there, break it off of her in Jesus' name. Now you're back to God today. Today, fire into him in Jesus' name. 
you don't know what to do. Well, God is going to help you, honey. He knows exactly what to do. There's an antidote. There's a solution for your issue. And he's moving already. You've been praying, right? He's already moving, so trust him. Now, he's moving on your behalf. Now, you begin to praise him and thank him for the answers because the answer's on the way. The money's on the way. Everything's going to be fine. No, Satan is a liar, and he's lied. Fire! Doesn't sleep well at night. You will tonight. Now you're not alone, sweetheart. He loves you, honey. He loves you so much. You're not alone. There it is right there. It's anointing. There's a breakthrough for you. This day, a breakthrough for you. Breakthrough. 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 Money needs. Finances come to you in Jesus' mighty name. And the Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your family. There it is right there. Take the anointing. Depression, loose her. Jesus' name. Weird things have been happening at the home, huh? Isn't that what you said? Yeah. Well, we break those weird things and drive it out in Jesus' name. Devil, you leave her and her home alone. Be free! You say, lead me, Lord. Show me, Lord. And he's going to lead you. Psalms 32, 80. Instruct you and teach you the way you should go. Guide you with his eyes upon you. This ain't going to work. Go, go, go. Bring, bring number 90 years over here. Don't rush anybody up, please. Let them stay under the anointing. Come here, brother. Come on. We want to use, utilize. Yeah. Now, move back to the things that you knew and once did in the things of God. Get back to it all and everything will work out. Come back to the Lord. Now, remember, life and death in the power of the tongue, they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So speak life, frame your world, call those things that be not as though they were, and, uh, and change will come. Change will come. There it is, right there. Take the anointing. Fire! Now you need some strength, fresh strength, fresh oil from heaven. You've been drained, brother. You've been tired. Now fresh oil, fresh anointing. Fire in Jesus' name. Now, now lately you haven't really felt yourself, it seemed like. But Father, right now I just pray strength into her. Times of refreshment that come from the presence of God. Father, I thank you. She's a precious woman of God and you love her. You're doing great things in her life. There's an anointing right there. Fire! In the name of Jesus. Change is coming for you. There's a lot of changes in the works. Well, just say this with me. Jesus, I love you with all my heart. This is my day. I love you. I serve you. You have my heart. There it is. Now, all the tension that would reside can be changed with John 13, 34. A new commandment I give unto you, 
that you love one another, even as I have loved you. For by this all men shall know that you are my disciples, by the love that you have one towards us. Let us not love in word only, but word in deed. Breakthrough! Safe. Well, you're always safe with God, right? Because sometimes you say, I don't know, Lord. Sometimes we don't feel safe. But God is your safety. Psalms 91, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Lord and will say of the Lord, he's my rock, my refuge, the God in whom I trust. Father, every hurt in his life, every wound, you heal the broken heart. You bind up those wounds. There it is right there. Fire! Now, bad dreams in the night have to go. The name of Jesus. Fire! Now, sow more seed and your finances will change. You sow the seed, you can either sow it or blow it. Sow the seed into the kingdom, be led of the spirit, and do something. If you want something you never had, do something you've never done. So up the sowing, and the blessing will come, and the, inst- and, the, and the spirit will return the money to you in Jesus' name. Fire. Let's lift our hands and thank God. Come here, bro. It's good to see you, man. Serving the Lord. Far, huh? Best you can. That's all we can ask of you. Noble. Father, I thank you right now. Be free in Jesus' name. Lift your hands up, honey. To whom much is given, much is required. So if you want more, God will require more out of you. Oops, come closer. Now, Father, I thank you for financial breakthrough. Psalms 115, verse 14, and the Lord shall increase her more and more, her and her family. Father, I thank you. You inspire her. She stirs up the gift of God within her through the laying on of hands, for God has not given her a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound, well-balanced mind. Lift your hands and thank God. Now, you have to take back some things that were yours that the enemy stolen. So you have to rise up in your authority and say, devil, take your hands off of this, off of that, off of this, and you say, in Jesus' name, that belongs to me, and I claim it back, and you take your hands off my family, off things, and that. You got it? You do, don't you? That makes sense. Now, be free. Come here, brother. You love God, right? Awesome. What's your name? Dan. Dan. Father, I thank you for Dan. Take Dan on him right there. Dan the man. Now, you have to close the door to the enemy. Neither give place to the enemy. James 4, 7 says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Ephesians 4, 27, neither give place to him. So you stand up to the enemy and you say, no more, no more. You close doors. If you went to bed with your uh, back, you know, front door open, anything could come up. You could wake up and a moose stand over your bed. You close the door to the enemy, all right? You got it? It's your name. Kylie, it's a beautiful name. Come here. Now, Father, right now, I break every assignment against her life in Jesus' name. I know, I know, he'll show you what to do. I know, he'll, yeah, you know, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. He's going to show you what to do. No, no, don't be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid of God or even me. I know, there's so many things you have to walk, you've been walking through. Oh, 
You're not alone. No, 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 no. Nicole here. Nicole, will you just She's really a sweetheart. Can you just come put your arms around her? She's going through a lot. She needs a mom hug and understanding. That's all. No, you you were sent to this place by God. Don't ever forget that. God sent you into this place. This is your home and you never leave here. Got me? That's what I hear the Lord saying. Don't ever leave. Because this is where you're protected, where the hedge of protection and God's presence is here over you life. And he's going to teach you and show you everything you need to do right here. Your home. Settle it. Don't let the devil play with your mind about it. Okay, you got it, honey? All right. Fire! I know, but the enemy doesn't want you here. Why would he want you in the house of God? Why would he want you to stay around the anointing? Why would he want you to get away? He'd want to get you away from the word and people full of the power and the presence. You are here forever. Fire! Lift your hands and thank God. Now, there's new things that God's doing in your life, and it may not be like drastically large, but he's taking you into some new changes, and it's good. Go with it. Enjoy the journey. You know, remember when you're young and you listen to go do stuff, like almost sometimes crazy stuff? Go with God. Flow with him and just go. Take all the inhibitions out and go. Yeah. Yeah, fill me with the Holy Ghost, she just said. Yeah, okay. Be it done unto you according to your faith. Yeah, I know your life has been so much better since you've been here, hasn't it? Since you came to this church and you've been hooking up with God's plan and purpose. Ooh, good things. Fire. How you doing, Columbo? Yeah, there's got to be a... There's got to be a clue or something around here. Right, Columbo? Come on over here. Let's solve the mystery. Okay, number one, the devil's a loser. That's the first, first clue. The second clue, you got authority over him. The third clue is you're a man of God. You got me? The fourth, the fourth clue is the word is what will change your future. The fifth clue, your tongue. Speak out life and declare. Got it? Hey, Colombo. Hey. No cigars, okay? And I also got it. All right, but we'll use you around her in security or something. Huh? Get him a job, will you? Fire! Lift your hands. I, I like to have a little fun. <laughs> Lift your hands, honey. Now, when you got prayed for earlier, like something broke off of you. It did, didn't it? Like depression. It broke off of you. Now, the hand of God's on your life, and he's going to use you in the ministry, and you're going to marry a godly man, a man after God's own heart. You can't settle for any old dog with fleas. Come on. You're a woman of God now, and he's going to bring you a man of God in your time, but you need to get trained up need to submit to authority. You need to let God train you. Get trained, get trained, get trained, because God's going to use you. Fire! Mark her forever. Yeah. Now, Father, help him to sleep. Jesus, mighty name. Fire. You know what? John 3, 34, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. 
Got it. Even as I have loved you. For by this, all men shall know you're my disciples by the love that you have. Romans 5, 8. For his hope does not disappoint because the love of Yeah, but that's over with now. You're going you're gonna to forget about that now? All right. You run through the fountain filled with blood from the flows from the Emmanuel's veins where sinners come beneath that flood, losing all their guilt and shame. Yeah, I know. The enemy's trying to pull some things over on you and lie to you. The Bible says you're not ignorant of Satan's devices. And you know the truth, and the truth makes you free. And the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. You pull down strongholds. You cast down imaginations and every lofty thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You bring those thoughts captive, and you line up all those negative thoughts. And they have to line up with the word. And if they don't, cast them down. Cast it off. Lift your hands and thank you. What do you need, sir? Yeah. You lost her. How long ago? Father, we thank you. Put your arms around. That's okay. That's a good thing. What do you need, sweetheart? What's wrong? I need him. Okay. All right. Lift your hands up. Lift your hands all over the building. Worship God. Now I break all oppression in her mind. Father, heal her body. I come against every assignment against her. Now just lay back under the anointing. When you're down there, you're going to feel your spine pop. Lift your hands and thank you. Hallelujah. There's, there's so many more things to do, but I, I think for the sake of time, we'll, we'll come back tonight, right? Okay, let's lift our hands because there's a healing anointing and there's miracles here. And uh, I ho hope you all come back tonight. Will you please come back tonight because we'll pick up and we'll flow. Miss Nicole, would you come up? Lift your hands and thank God. Come on, lift your hands and thank God. We've had, we've had church. It's, it's not orthodox. You do? <laughs> oh, God. I don't have one of those suit jackets to put it in. Hallelujah. How many would say God began a good work? Amen. That which he came to do, he's going to finish and complete in our lives. Today, throughout the rest of the day, I'm telling you, you're going to feel this anointing resonating in your life as you go home and you come back tonight. You're going to feel it get stronger and stronger every single night if you're willing to sit and submit yourself to it. I'm telling you, it is what it is. Some things don't come free. Father, we just come before you today in the name of Jesus as he's still praying. Father, we thank you for the work of Mr. D'Amico today, Father. You using him. 
But God, I ask that you give him rest today. Father, to you minister to him. Father, and we just thank you, Lord, that you would begin to speak to each and every one of us, Father, what you would have us to do. Father, we want to bless the man of God that you've brought into this house. Father, we know it did not come without a price. Father, for he's paid a great price, Father, to bring what he brought today for us. Now, God, I ask you, Lord, to speak to each and every one of us. Father, what you would have us do, Father, is we bless the man of God with our offering today. Father, we just prepare it, Father, for you. And God, we just thank you, God, for the work that has began in these people's lives, the miracles that were wrought at this altar today. Father, thank you. Thank you for the work of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name.